Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So I've been seeing everybody that's been tagging us on Twitter. Thanks, guys. I'm glad you're getting behind the Manscaped movement. Hope you guys are enjoying the product. And if you're still looking to get on the Manscaped train, you guys can still get 20% off plus free shipping with the code DNVR20 at Manscaped.com. The perfect package 3.0 kit is the -the state-of-the-art option from Manscaped. Comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. An awesome piece of machinery, as I like to call it. Also, a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your Manscaping routine, like the Crop Preserver, the Crop Reviver, and the Carrying Case as well. Nice little to-go bag for your Manscaping products. You guys can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code DNVR20 at manscaped.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the DNBA live show presented by Little Pete's. Um, that was a that was a fantastic air horn. Patrick did not good. participate though. There was no no air horn. Has, has he not been banished because of That's this lack of participation? I, wow. I really wanted to have him on the show, but um, unfortunately he's not. He's You're not kind of a night. jerk with the the controls, I have to say. It's drunk with power. power. I drunk can't with control power. myself. It's so easy just to say, you know what, Harrison, get out of here. <laughs> uh, I am joined today, as always, by my esteemed colleagues. Seated to my top right, it's Brendan Vogt. It's cracking, friends. I don't know if I'm esteemed anymore. I feel like yeah. I've been pegged down a level or two. <laughs> You're just regular steamed. In the bottom yeah. right, you, it's Eric. You know him as D-Line Co. Yeah, are we colleagues? We are colleagues. Yeah. I don't know. You're just kind of around. You guys are second colleagues. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say second colleague, one per move. Absolutely. <laughs> and then down to the bottom left, the hat backwards, looking uh, exactly like he's ready to play. Uh, what's the movie I'm thinking of? White Men Can't Jump. White Men Can't Jump. <laughs> wow, that is a very young Woody look there. That's awesome. Man, I wish I was, I wish I was in White Men Can't Jump. Can, weren't you that for Halloween one time? No, it was Jackie, it was Jackie Moon. Moon. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Come same, on. Same wheelhouse. Killer yeah, costume, other... by the way, man. I just got to carry around a basketball the whole night. Like, I was in heaven. <laughs> the Halloween costume really is like, you don't, it, you, there could be a good one, but it's so uncomfortable that it's like sucks to be out or whatever. Yeah. A good Halloween costume is like comfortable, regular clothes that everybody wears. For recognizes. sure. Yeah. Jackie the... Moon was perfect. That's reusable, right. Reusable, reusable jersey. Just like everybody knows what you are. 
Same Big Lebowski, man. You just wear yeah. a bathrobe oh, and you drink man. white Russians all night. I've done yeah, it five to, times. You get to pretend to be the Big Lebowski, which is like everybody wants to act like that. That's the one yeah. you can actually do it. Yeah. It's acceptable. Versus Whatever, like man. The, yeah, versus like the people that are like, we're going to be Lego men. We're going to make a costume out of a cardboard <laughs> box. And it's like, looks awesome. But then you're imprisoned by your costume all night. And like, it just gets oh. shredded. You get stuck in the door on the way to the club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This guy in my high school yeah. once was a kissing booth. Smart. Did it work? I oh. think it like actually worked a little bit. I bet Crazy. it did. Yeah. <laughs> innovative. He was a real innovative mind. Every other night of the week, like every other day of the year, that's like a Me Too story. But on Halloween, it's like, oh. <laughs> Jesus. get out of here, wait, man! Wait, get wait, get him out of here! Get him out of here! Just before we get canceled. We got to bring on my buddy Patrick. The host of Movies and Shit podcast, and one of my best friends, who's also a Michael Jordan expert slash aficionado. JP, what's happening, brother? More aficionado. More aficionado. <laughs> Thanks for having me back, everybody. I'm excited for this uh, deep dive into the Rocky Balboa cinematic universe. Let's go. Yeah, spirited <laughs> debate. You know spirited what, Patrick? Debate. I have to tell you, I rewatched it yesterday. It's still bad. Wow. How bored were you? You <laughs> had to rewatch Rocky, man. That's definitely not a true story, but it was a great, it was <laughs> no a great fake story. <laughs> it's not. That was a good pump fake. It was a really good pump fake. He got take. you in the air. then. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, today, guys, the episode, we're going to be talking a lot about the Michael Jordan episodes three and four, which I felt like were even better than one and two. I don't know how you guys felt. And then we're going to bounce around the internet, as we always do, looking at some of the funniest stuff that popped up today. There is some news with the Nuggets that we're going to push back a little bit. Um, and then at the end of the show, we're going to play the steps. So if you want to try to climb the steps, you're going to want to hop in the Nuggets Discord and then join um, when we put out the link. But first of all, so I thought episode three was pretty good. Episode four I thought was phenomenal. And like I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed the first week, but I enjoyed this week even more. What did you think, Patrick? The, the first two were were character development, right? We got a little Pippin. We got a little Jordan. Yeah. And I know this one was Rodman, but the nice thing about that is he ties in so perfectly with the villains of the entire Bulls, yeah. you know, climbing up to that mountain. And it just, how, this shouldn't be a real story. How is this story real? Like Ron Harper <laughs> is on Cleveland that Jordan hits the shot yeah. against. And this is all backstory for what we're watching the last season, the last dance. And then we get crazy freaking Rodman you know, yeah. with the Pistons, and then he ties in with Phil. Like, honestly, I'd never heard that much about Phil's playing days. I yeah. obviously I knew he was. I wanted more kind of counter. Yeah, you no, should. It was great. Read his book. His book. He goes into that a lot. It's really good stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it was super rings? He have Yeah, two? the soul of like, What's the other one called? The Phil Jackson. I can't remember. My I six months one. in Puerto Rico. <laughs> Dude, first of all, I was reading every. It is a different era now because (laughs) when I was watching that, I was like, "Man, you know, I don't think I would have had it in me to uh, to even try back then." Like, we're gonna ship you down here. This is the beginning of your coaching career. Yeah, but you know, back you know, Phil was all about that though. Like for him, I'm sure it was like, "I get to go to Puerto Rico. I've never been." And back then, Puerto Rico is even different, you know. So right, right. No, yeah. Phil is great. So you talked about is Rodman and Phil was this last episode. Um, Vote and Harrison. How much context did you have for Dennis Rodman? Like, what what was your impression of Dennis Rodman prior to last night? He's the he's the dude with the hair and the dude with the surprising North Korean foreign relations. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, that's really he's going through a tough time right now, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His yeah. buddy, 
I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, Dennis Rodman. <laughs> he um, can't get any information. Just wants yeah, to know. You, you always hate to lose a professional connection. But what about just as, ter- as far as a talent goes? Like, what, what's your impression of Michael of Dennis Rodman, the talent, Harrison? Prior so knew, to t- last night. Yeah, I knew Dennis Rodman was obviously all about rebounding. I did have to go back and look at his basketball reference to just see how absurd the rebounding numbers were. I yeah, mean, this yeah. guy averaged 19 rebounds a game in 92 with the Pistons. Wow. <laughs> a game. 18 in the next year, 17 the next year. Like, it was absurd, uh, the numbers he was putting up. I did not know Dennis Rodman was regarded as the all-around defender that everybody mm. talked about that he was in this documentary. Who, who, who was it that said he was the best defender he's ever seen? Uh, so I, I knew he was the rebounder. I didn't know he was the all-around defender. Was it Larry Bird? Cause was, it was somebody talking about him guarding Larry Bird, right? They're like, nobody shut down Larry, and he was shutting down Larry or whatever. Mm-hmm. I also uh, I wanted to ask you guys, like, the painting Rodman as a star, like such a role player that he reached star level, is that revisionist history, or was that the perspective back then as well? Was he, was he on that kind of level? I, I honestly think the stardom came from his antics. Not, not that he wasn't worthy of it, but, like, sure. he, he was doing the same stuff late in the Pistons run, right? But we didn't really know him. And then, you know, you date Madonna, you date Carmen yeah. Electra, you change your hair, <laughs> and, and then you're doing all the same crazy stuff. And, you know, at that point, it's kind of hard to ignore. Um, anyway. We call that, that's the Kyle Kuzma effect. You go, <laughs> yeah. you go, you go to the though. Lakers and then everybody knows you, but they shouldn't. I, I didn't know who Birdman was until he uh, was uh, much more colored. hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah, I mean, percent. Uh, you know. Tattooing, yeah. <laughs> Rodman was was for real weird though because I do feel like even Birdman a little bit like Birdman I think is actually weird as well but there's a little bit of a like winking at yourself you know kind of a like right. how wacky am I and with Kuzma 100% that's like all there is I'm sure Kuzma's actually a super normal dude and, yeah. and maybe you know, oh no man I don't I think Kyle Kuzma well I just, like, I just think he's like uh, super duper insecure right so I guess in that in that Kuzma? sense he's like yeah, you think oh, yeah. So? oh yeah oh yeah yeah what i'm saying is i don't know that kuzma's an eccentric right like i feel That's like what I mean. he still I th- wants to be cool and i, I don't think he's overcompensating cared. yes yeah yeah exactly rodman Some, somehow weird, or... somehow rodman showing up like in a wedding dress just on a tuesday wasn't as weird then as it is now like i don't know how <laughs> usually it's the opposite way you know it's like oh we were very conservative then and now we're like now you're kind of used to that watching this stuff over again it, it strikes me as stranger because you're thinking about an all-time great team, maybe the all-time great team, and you're like, and also they had that guy. Remember, he was just like naked <laughs> well, on his book, and then he and disappeared for a week. And also, it's like you, you know, like nothing like that has happened since. There's not been like another player or another human, right. frankly, that's like unless you're talking about like maybe Lady Gaga. Like I don't know any other Dennis Rodman comps culturally yeah. that we can draw. Lady Gaga. <laughs> You're the second person I've heard compare Dennis Rodman to Lady Gaga. It's, I mean, it's, it's like pure spectrum. He's like liberal. No, yeah. But I feel that I honestly think Lady Gaga. See, one of the things that we're taking away from this series, I think, is how authentic this team was. Like they, they just come across as very authentic. They're not packaged. Even MJ at the time is like because there weren't cameras in their face and there wasn't twenty four seven analysis among many other things. And I think that's the thing with Rodman was. He for real was a weirdo. Oh, like he for dude, real you, was a kind of a, no, a you, different dude. You could you can't go to the levels he went and have it be artifice. I mean, there's just no. At a certain point, you're like, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> I'm the best defensive player in the NBA, and I just spray paint myself with gold <laughs> glitter. Like, I 
what am I doing? <laughs> he is a, he, so one thing I will say, though, about Rodman is, and it's funny, I was listening to Bill Simmons' podcast today, and he even put this on Twitter. He's like, is Rodman interesting? And I saw everybody just kind of, like, booed him. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Of course he is. But I actually kind of see Bill Simmons' point in this one way. I think to people like Vogt and, and Harrison getting their first look at him, it's like, yeah, this guy's super interesting. And, like, there are parts of him that are very interesting. But it's not like he's not Andy Warhol, right? Like, he's there's not this, like, super depth to him. He's just a weird dude. And, like, once you understand the weirdness, then he's just a guy that likes to go to North Korea and stuff. And, I don't and, know and that he, he's a genius. He enjoyed the show, too, yeah, right? he's not a genius. Like, performance art was, like, his thing. Like, he, it's not like yeah. he wasn't aware he was putting on a show. Right. Like, walking out to that motorcycle with people around, you know, drinking did, the right? beer and then getting on and leaving and cranking it up, like... You know, I'm not saying that wasn't him, but he also wanted to put on a show that he had a performance quality. He's yeah, he's definitely like he is especially not a genius. He just is uh, <laughs> like he just sort of like found a lane where he could just do it's like people whose personalities are where or like their sense of humor is like putting on a wig and they're like <laughs> is this hilarious guy? And yeah. you're like But so for example, to compare him to another nineties icon, my, I think Mike Tyson is genuinely fascinating. Like one of the oh, most interesting people on earth. And Rodman's not that, right? Like Rodman is the same type of face tattoo guy, but he's not I don't I don't know, there's not the depth. So in that regard I understand it. And if you've already heard all the Rodman stories, you didn't really learn anything new. Did you learn anything new about Rodman last night, Patrick? No, I don't think I, well, <laughs> I didn't know that, I honestly did not remember that he disappeared. I was trying to remember if they downplayed that and they told the media for a while, yeah, we're, he's on a break, he's on injured reserve or something, because I did not remember that he was, I remembered he was gone for parts of the season. I didn't remember oh, that yeah. they like didn't know where he was and they were like, <laughs> hey, he was supposed to be back three days ago. But, and I'm also, the thing I'm most fascinated by from this whole series, I, I really, really now want to know what MJ found in his bed when he said, oh, in I addition to Carmen Electra. Well, no, oh, yeah, in addition. I do have the, this great story here. Uh, it's gonna, you can unmute yourself once I click. Mm. He didn't come back on time. We had to go get his ass out of bed. And I'm not going to say what's in his bed, and where he was, and blah, blah, blah. There's a knock on the door. It's Michael Jordan. <laughs> She's going to say it, though. She has no issue saying it. So did you guys see the, the conflicting report, though, about how they actually picked him up out of Chicago and not Vegas? Oh, really? Did you guys catch really? that? Really? Uh -uh. Yeah. No. So uh, the story is that he was in Vegas, but he came back to Chicago and was having, like, a staycation. And they actually got him in Chicago. Staycation. <laughs> this whole documentary is called into question. I don't believe anything now. <laughs> yeah. Up is down, left is right. It's really funny. Can you imagine, like, um, just shenanigans you pulled? How, how many years ago now are we talking about 20 plus and yeah. you get called on them and it becomes part of the news cycle 20 oh, yeah. plus years later. Yeah. Like, so I, as I was thinking about this Rodman sabbatical, LeBron James did the same thing in oh, my, totally. a couple of years ago, just without <laughs> like the going to Vegas. He just went yes. to Miami. Same thing feels different. He did the 2019 version of Rodman. <laughs> Remember when they went looking for LeBron and Wade was hiding under a sheet? In the corner, kind of yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I don't want to get him in trouble. Um, They're like, we, we just couldn't get him to stop working out. It's not quite the yeah. same thing. Yeah. yeah. Hey, who, this is like who, your who, beloved who? Giants. Uh, Brendan Where would Jokic OBJ? go if he was to take a 72-hour like, getaway? Sabor. It's like all flight time. If you're he would just go to like a horse ranch. What are you Kentucky, talking about? He just, Kentucky Downs. You would just find him in stables tending to horses. Hey, yeah. who, who tweeted out that uh, Dennis Rodman invented load, load management? 
Did you guys see that one? <laughs> I just see that. Oh, it made me laugh so hard. I thought that was the funny. I can't remember who did it, though. It was the funniest thing. I'm telling you, man. I think it, we laugh, but maybe there is something to, like, Jokic has a little Rodman in him. Like, there is a little. I don't think he's, like, a crazy, you know, doing. No, I made that, that comparison, too, yeah. Like, he's the just different. Whole... He's not. He breaks the mold of what a typical NBA player is. So maybe you just need to be like, yo, Yoke needs two weeks, bro. <laughs> like, we just he also sees the whole machine outside of the actual basketball part as bullshit, as a circus. And that brings so. us to what's maybe the most interesting thing about him is he's not a genius or this, like, you know, performative artist 24-7. But Jordan went out of his way. He only defends two people, really, like ever. Scotty. And really, he defends... Uh, Rodman quite a bit, and he even called yeah. him one of the smartest players he's ever played with, which again goes counter. Like, I think I think that's the thing about Rodman is he's one of the best defenders, the best rebound. Think about if you broke every skill down, how many guys are the best at two yeah. things? Like almost does, none. Does this does this make you rethink at all? We we always think about Jordan and Kobe on the, but you better have worked as hard as they did, right? And I and I think that's still true. But do you ever think like, okay, occasionally somebody comes along, Michael's about winning, Kobe would be about winning. If you can get it done and you're still getting it done, all right, you're not coming to practice or you're not playing hard in practice. I think the minute you don't show up on the court for a game, like yeah. then it, you yeah, know, yeah, screwed yeah. up and got ejected, then he'd be mad. But it kind of makes me feel like now, you know, if you suck, no matter how hard you work, Jordan's still going to hate you. Dude, you know, I'm like, telling you, you like Jordan earned his respect back. It wasn't like, working. Like, you can't help yeah. me. Yeah. It was, yeah. Can you help yeah. me or not? Yeah. It was Are the total, respected? yeah. It was everybody gets a score and it's your total score. If you're right. if you're good yeah. enough, only if you work hard. But Rodman's like, no, you're good enough whether you work hard or not. Like, yeah. that's, he's useful. This guy's okay. F you, F you. You're okay. Yeah. You're all right. Adam, I can't believe you didn't play the, uh, we're talking about practice drop. What's wrong with you? Oh, I don't have that drop yet. <laughs> What's That's wrong with bad. you, man? I know. Well, you know, I'll have to take an L, I, I, I thought that part Not where today, Rodman buddy. was. <laughs> Ill-timed, but well, I'll still accept it. That's a little late, but it's fine. <laughs> I thought that part where Rodman was talking about how he practiced rebounding and just like yeah. how he was kind of acting out, how he would practice where each player's shot would go and just really study it. I thought that was just like awesome. I could have watched that for like five minutes. The best rebounders ever talk about it in ways that we wouldn't even think about, right? Kevin Love had a great interview as well a while back about just the angles he looks at and takes to the ball. And, you know, that's think about a guy like Love who was not the freak athlete that Rodman was. Um, You know, he's a workhorse mostly, but Love is not like a guy that gets very high off the ground. Yet he's one of the best rebounders in the NBA year after year. Yeah, like this line. is a skill set. This is an art, right. you know. Right. So mm-hmm. also that brings us to another point about his athleticism because the story about him going on that bender and then coming back and just being faster than everyone like is and kind of all timer. He? Huh? he was in he his thirties. Right? He was not yeah. young. He was older than Jordan. I know that. And he comes like, in off of like seven days of drugs and alcohol, and just <laughs> like you know what, I'm gonna just beat him. You, you, you have to run. Out. You did, did you guys see what he was wearing is. when he walked into yeah, practice that day? No. He was wearing like pajama pants. <laughs> yeah. But that Jordan story was so dope about the Indian sprints. And how they were yeah. just like he was ready oh, yeah. to be slowed down, and then he couldn't keep up with them. It's like, yeah. <laughs> look at this, this guy one, is interesting. This is one man. of the all-time He's... great NBA photos of yeah. him diving that, after this. That is ball. incredible, and there's 15 of those for Rodman. But that also is performance art. Like, oh, oh like that he could have easily Dennis got the ball. <laughs> could have gotten to a lot of balls, and he take. wanted to go full extension. And I'm not saying he never saved him, but it was more important to Superman. Yeah, for Dennis, you know what I mean. You know what He's like the ultimate try hard. He hold the ball out, you know, and come down with it. And it was 
was, um, for certain types of players, I appreciate it. Like, okay, Tory Craig does this a lot, where it's like steals the rebound that clearly he didn't need to steal or whatever. But there is something about like the great ones do have a flair for the moment and their role. And I think like LeBron has this. I think Kobe has. I think Michael has it. Where they're like, we're out here to play a game, and it's all about winning and nothing else. But every now and then, a moment creeps in for like a little bit of a show. I mean, yeah. Magic was the ultimate, but it's a little bit show, right. and you milk it. You know, give the people what they want. How, how so, great was it when that there's a one clip, I feel like you'll probably remember it, where he and Michael come down and they've both got the rebound. It's right after, like, he's come to ask for the cigar and he's really turned it up, and oh, they're yeah, both yeah. grabbing the ball yeah. and holding it, and then Michael just, let's go. Yeah. Robin <laughs> looks at him, gives him the ball. It's like, you're going to have the ball. I get the rebound. <laughs> it's like a perfect, like, I give you this, yeah. and I give it right back. It was just well, like that, that was uh, I think that was in the stage of Robin's career where he would get the ball, and you would probably know this, Patrick, better than I would, but he would get the ball on an offensive rebound from like three feet away, and he would have the chance to go up, and he would just pass it out like to make a point. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. all I do is rebound and defend. That's all I do. Nobody can ever tell me I, like, overstep my boundaries. That's all I do. Did he throw his fist in the air and do a lap around all the players <laughs> while the play was going on? Like, just do, like, one big circle? He was ridiculous. Doesn't he have... He has like at least four games of zero points and twenty plus rebounds. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it was seven because I no, think the, they said yeah, seven. The next most was two. <laughs> There's one other person, I guess, with two, which is Candy. <laughs> Outside the, of that, it's all one. It, it's, <laughs> it's incredible, incredible how much he he's mirroring Jordan. I mean, almost in a weird way, right? Like Jordan leads the league seven years in a row scoring title, right? Ten overall. Rodman leads the league seven years in a row rebounding. Like neither of those things have been done. You know what I mean? Well, Will Chamberlain for seven, yeah. but like rare air for sure. Um, and just same thing, like all of these games where no one else is even close. Like you look at Jordan's 50 point games in the playoffs and it's like, he's got eight, right? And other than Wilt, nobody's got more than two and one yeah. guy's got eight. And with Rodman, same thing you were just saying, 20 plus rebounds and no points, huh? So you and one other guy did it a couple times. Like that's- yeah. Yeah. It, it just it shows you though, like uh, what the concept of, uh, chemistry means like you have oh, somebody yeah. that does one thing you have somebody that does one thing like and this it, is where it, we should it, go, that's though, why it's like the, the, the best team of all time is it comes as a result a hundred percent and this brings me back to the conversation we were having the other day about barkley versus draymond and how everybody was like kind of shitting on me for having that take but you know what that 96 through 98 bulls team had either the best or second best player of, of the last 30 years uh, Pippen, who was like one of, if not the best defenders in the league at the time and a, one of the most all-around players. Rodman, the m- best rebounder. Like, they had guys that were so great at their narrowly defined roles. Mm-hmm. And then you have the star. And it's like, man, that's what I'm talking about. Guys that accept and embrace and dominate at their role is so much better than guys that can do everything but at a poor level or at a medium level or even at Swiss a good but not yeah. great level. Right. Exactly. Right. So I mean, sure. there's just a threshold and you just – have to have a, an awareness of like where you are in that place because eventually like the the some the furthest end of the spectrum is like demar derozan right who plays like a superstar is good yes. enough to get that contract but god if that's the number one star on your team you are screwed right um, yeah. and and so or and even more to your point i already have two stars i need a third best player i want it to be rodman over a yeah. guy who scores 20 a game all day yeah. I think there's even a, le- a level of Charles Barkley to this. And look, I don't know his career well enough to like really go in on this, but I do think there was something too. Barkley always had, you know, was always wanting to be the guy. He had, his team in Phoenix was really good. Was there a level to him that was like, yeah, like 20% less of me doing the thing I love, 20% right. more of me doing the thing I hate, and that's how we win. And 
I don't know. I just... Yeah, when I was a kid growing up, I remember thinking like, and just because you thought of Barkley as this great rebounder, and you thought of Rodman as this great rebounder, and I remember thinking, I'm talking when I was like maybe 12, 13 years old, man, that Bulls team was just the best team. But what if you could have substituted Barkley, you know, for Rodman? Right. You'd, be at, you'd be adding points to the rebounding, right. and exactly. that like couldn't have yeah. been more off. You know, I was just like, right. oh, he get twenty and ten, like twenty right. rebounds. Right. Also get you twenty. It's not points. how it works. Yeah, it's just looking. Well, at might, it might have worked. <laughs> Well, Mike, look, right. they, they may have still won, but, I, but it's just like you would never want to substitute that. You had the perfect yeah. fit. I mean, even yeah. Golden State was so overpowering the last five years. It's once you bring in KD, Durant, yeah. I mean, not not that they're, you know that's an embarrassment. Well, at, at a certain point, yeah, and, talent and, is embarrassment like- of riches. But, but all I'm saying is like they can't all three be involved to the maximum. I'm talking about Clay, Steph, and right. KD every night. Like some guys are just going to have to step back and kind of not do their special thing. Or like well, if, yeah. if when, Rodman uh, needed the ball anymore, or if Draymond needed yeah. the ball anymore, right? It wouldn't work. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Sorry. Go ahead. Ben Ben no. kind of this way too, right? Like he's just the guy who got all the rebounds. Oh for, yeah, and defended everybody. Game. Yeah, like, and, yeah, and guarded everyone. Like a hundred percent. And but yeah. again, the Pistons team was the champion with no stars, right? Like it's like okay, right. that was the starless. Right. Team. But, if, but no, they had guys that were stars in the role that they were in. Yeah. If Dennis Rodman was on the Nuggets, though, would we complain about how he was messing up the spacing? Because no, no one was no one he was trusting Kenneth, his three point. Yeah. Oh, because actually, that's like one of the clearest indicators of a healthy Jokic offense is how well they rebound the ball. So I, I think it would, I, I think it could be very, very good. And Rodman, look, Rodman and Jokic, I can't prove this. I think they would get along. I just <laughs> think they're on the same wavelength. Well, don't, but don't you, you don't think that he would uh, sort of take the role like a supercharged Tory Craig, where he's out on the wings and and we all get mad no. that, because no one trusts his three point shot. The difference between they, those two oh, guys dude, is when they you can have, do their job. One of them can do their yeah. job. They would get along a lot better than David Robinson and uh, and Rodman. You remember oh, that yeah. pairing? Like, you <laughs> couldn't have had a more awkward, like, the, the, literally theory. the choir boy, you know what I mean, who's going to work every day, and Dennis Rodman. Hey, guys, before we get back to the show, a lot more Jordan Doc talk. We got the steps upcoming as well. The official beer of DNVR needs your help. Just as you guys have been supporting us in this time, continuing to listen to the show watching the show buying subscription we've had a bunch of people buy lifetime subscriptions to dnvr which has been pretty cool please still support breck brewery the official beer of dnvr their farmhouse is still open you can get awesome food straight from the farmhouse delivered right to your door you can also pick up from the farmhouse and get five dollars off your meal when you use code DNVR. Call them up at 303-803-1380 from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. for pickup. And like I said, you guys can get $5 off when you use the code DNVR. Just mentioned DNVR. You can also get beer delivered from the farmhouse as well. The Avalanche, the Cardo Core, the Hot Peak IPA, the Vanilla Porter Jr., all your favorites. Of course, Strawberry Sky. Also, if you're looking to track down Breck Brews around you, don't forget about the Breck Brew Beer Locator. It's on breckbrew.com. You can locate wherever the beer is that you want any given night around Denver, around the greater metro area, wherever you might be. Also, guys, I know I've been talking about WGT for these last couple of weeks. You want to get involved and sign up for WGT right now. We're going to start having tournaments. We're going to start organizing WGT tournaments. You guys against us, DNVR members against DNVR members on classic courses like Pebble Beach, St. Andrews. I can't wait. This is going to be so much fun. WGT, it's an awesome 
phone game. I'm not a big phone game guy, but WGT, super realistic. 20 million players around the world play WGT. You can golf on your favorite courses. And the best thing about it, or at least my favorite thing about it, is you can play other DNVR members. You can play us online if you want to add me up on WGT. My username is WindDNVR, W-I-N-D-D-N-V-R. How you sign up, go to dnvrgolf.com. Download the WGT Golf app from there today. That's really important. You got to go to dnvrgolf.com and download the WGT Golf app from there. There's a special link in there. Got to go to dnvrgolf.com. Then join the DNVR Clubhouse and stay tuned because we're going to be having tournaments where you can dominate us in virtual golf. Well, quickly, let's. I guess we talked about Phil. Now we've talked about Rodman. Let's move on to the uh, the main talking point here, which is Michael Jordan. And <laughs> this one, I th- Patrick and I talked last night as soon as this thing was over. We called each other. And to me, my number one fear, and it's still a little bit my fear, but my number one fear from this documentary was that we weren't going to get the real MJ. We were going to get MJ telling MJ's myth, right? Right. And we do get that a little bit. Let's not let's not pretend we don't otherwise. Evidence A is the fact that Jerry Krause has no defense of himself. Obviously, he was actually himself. very tall. He wasn't even short. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, but he just, there's nobody like that's really speaking up for Jerry Krause. We just get to right. bash this dude, on, you know, whatever. So those things happen. But I told Patrick this last night. I felt like I saw in these last two episodes more of Michael Jordan than I'd ever seen in all the interviews I've ever seen. And it's not that he did anything cool, but just like this interview here, I'll play the entire clip. Just this interview alone just gives, first of all, it gives you 20 of the best faces, like subtle little faces <laughs> you'll see all year. But also it just, you the, the beast comes out. It comes out from- This is Isaiah, talking about the walk-off. Well, I know it's all bullshit. Whatever he says now, you know it wasn't his true actions then. He's you know, so it's time mad. Not to think about it. He, he's not faking it. Or the reaction of the public anger. that's kind of changed his perspective of it. Yeah. yeah. I want, I want Jordan to chug that There's glass no of tequila right here. There's no way you can convince me you wasn't the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he can show me anything. You know what? You know what? Did anybody see the John Sally interview after this? Where John Sally apparently for the first time ever was like, he was like, I'm going to give it up. I've I've never been one to say it. I've always stuck with magic. He's like, I think Jordan's the greatest player. Uh, Of course, I didn't say it for the longest time because I'm a piston. But he made a point that I do think is true. He said, Jordan doesn't, let me finish this whole thought because everyone's going to disagree at first. But Jordan doesn't hate us as individuals. He hates the Pistons as the team that stood in his way. He said he's friends with a ton of us. But my extra thought to that is he absolutely hates Lambeer. And yeah, yeah. He, he absolutely hates Isaiah Thomas. There are yeah. two guys on that team that he, to this day, he, mm-hmm. he would want to fight, right? Uh-huh. And everybody else is like, you know, J- Joe Dumars, I can't believe they didn't show it on the dock, but Dumars stayed behind and shook hands when everyone yeah. else walked off. They didn't show that at all. Like Jordan always said how yeah. much he respected that because he had shook his hand every time they lost. But man, does he hate Isaiah. And man, does he hate <laughs> Lambeer. I mean, they're not even like touching on Lambeer. Like he's hated Lambeer since like day one in the league. Yeah. So anyway. I but I mean, know. those guys did try to hurt him in, in particular. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're the <laughs> this is why I said this should be a made-up story. They, they are know. the ultimate enemy. If you're going to root for a team with the most charismatic star of all time that everyone's behind, give them uh, the meanest team that wins by roughing people up and dirtying the game up for, th- for three years, right, that you just can't get past. Have them lose in a game seven 
where Michael's yeah. sidekick that he's relying on gets a terrible headache. I'm not downplaying the headache, but can't play, can't go. <laughs> You're not. They still almost win. Yeah. <laughs> they Michael still is. almost win. Mike, he's like, now I'm not going to argue. When they talk about Scotty <laughs> having a migraine. He's like, <laughs> I could argue. I can't be in I guess head. he had a migraine. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say he didn't have it. Some people can't play with the flu. Some people can't play with the flu when you feel terrible. I'm surprised Look at that this face. Oh my god, these faces are just all timers, you know, man. You know what? You know what I think it is with Isaiah Thomas is that that one should be deleted. That's a... but, <laughs> but Isaiah Thomas, like I think Mike MJ always thought that they were like, you know, that there was that mutual respect, and that when Isaiah showed that he didn't give the respect to Michael Jordan that he thought he deserved or obviously deserved, it, it's like having a falling out with a friend all of a sudden like right, i'm sure right, like sure. They, i'm sure they've like never he was like oh well i guess f you forever like, well, well then, also you you know how bad it destroyed mj the way he was not to not to beat them and the fact that like he said he was like i shook their hands every time and, and then he wanted to murder people every every mm-hmm. time we were done and then to have that after you sweep them and you're finally gonna win just walk off i, I mean you know obviously that he's not gonna forgive that the way the way he's wired but um but I, Patrick, I love your points about MJ's story. And it's one of my favorite things about juxtaposing LeBron and, and MJ, not to say who's better or what, but the MJ story is like scripted to a T like you couldn't oh, yeah. write a better story. Yeah. And it's one thing that I've always found interesting about watching LeBron is like, well, if I was writing this, like who would write that he has to play with all those players and that he loses the first three or four times. And oh, yeah. like, there was something compelling about LeBron I'm not saying he's better or what, but having to maybe climb some steeper mountains and, and yeah, not yeah. getting there so many times. And and that okay. happened to MJ too, but there is a, a perfect Hollywood kind of, you know, MJ, bow on MJ's story. Patrick and I have talked about this a lot. <clears throat> MJ's yeah. story really is the perfect Hollywood story. And I think that's part yeah. of the mystique around him is one, yeah. he's good looking yeah. and charismatic and he scores the points. Like it'd be magic yeah. passed the ball, right? Like it, that was his gift and, right. you know, different things like scoring is just sexier. And then right. on top of that, yeah, the whole he got beat down by these historic teams that were evil, and then climbed the mountain and <laughs> yeah. never never gave it up. Jordan, Jordan's is so script. You can you can grind Jordan's down to we're all five years old in the driveway for the first time. What are you doing? You're, you're shooting shots, right? Like all respect to Dennis, you're not practicing your rebounds then, right? So like right. it comes that you're practicing hitting the game winning shot. That was one of Jordan's great abilities. Then there's the evil team, and then even man, even Magic being the one to pass the torch to him, right? It, it's almost like. I don't know. I don't yeah, know how that yeah. all lined up that way. And... Don't you think some of it is like because of the way that Jordan went about his business? He sort of just like was on a path and slowly got better and better and better and better. And once he hit the, the zenith, like he, he just couldn't be knocked off. Like that's and LeBron just kept starting a story over. Like he hmm, went to Miami. He, he yeah. ripped the beta. Yeah. If, if LeBron had then gone back to Cleveland, won the title and then just rode off into the sunset, we would have been like, wow, that was a Hollywood ending. Like right, he right. himself, yeah, yeah. he himself became the villain, came back to being the savior. And then, but then he like went kind of like villain again, but now he's like, it's like flaccid villain. Like nobody cares. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying there's like a sort of like unpredictability to LeBron's. That's like different. Whereas yeah. Jordan's I, I'm not saying anything's better or worse. So there's just something interesting about the way Jordan's like you guys said is like, I would reject that script. I would be like yeah. too corny, yeah, yeah, too yeah. on the nose. I don't believe it. Le- it LeBron, also exists LeBron, in the 90s more than it exists yeah, in, 20, for sure. in the 20 teens where that's we true. just want to hate everything. And every hero has like some 
quality that's dark about him. Right, the, right. The, the Hollywood part of LeBron, honestly, is the beginning and getting being the chosen one, getting drafted number one, and going to your home, not hometown, hometown. but hometown. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. That story was already written. So I think when that got knocked off its kilter, sure. like LeBron could be easily head and shoulders the greatest player of all time. And I still think that part works against him. It, yeah. it, like it just in people's minds because yeah. it's not LeBron's fault if a team broke up quicker than the Bulls were able to keep it together or you know reboot with Rodman that that has nothing to do really with Jordan you know as, as great as he was much as much as he faced who was in front of him and seized the moment so that's that's just one of those things where it's like LeBron lived real life Jordan lived this I mean there was a lot of hurdles but he lived this sure sure fantasy like almost you exactly. know what I mean even social media being not social media, but like just the way things were covered, it was just enough globally to make Jordan the biggest star we'd ever seen. It, like he, he couldn't have been yeah. as big five years before and he would have yeah. been uncovered a little more five sure, years sure. later. Like, uh, I mean, even with the Wizards, he was uncovered. Like, it's almost like he was pinned in to this time where it worked for him, you know, mm -hmm. and didn't work against him, at least to there's, an extent. There's this thing in this, I think it's Outliers, the Malcolm Gladbrook's book, where he talks about how all of the richest people in history exist within, like, four different eras. So you have, like, the Rockefellers and yeah. J.P. Morgans that all were, like, within 10 years right. of each They're other. They're at the then ground have, level. Then you had the Bill Gateses and, and Steve Jobs of the world. Like, if you just happen to come in at the point in time where these industries are emerging that turn out to be mega, it could be. And I think with Jordan, it, it was exactly what you just said. Like but, he came but, in exactly at the right moment for you to be. But some of that is like, icon. but like some of that, is not, not so much with say the Rockefellers, but like Bill Gates, for example, like he created that thing, which then propelled him yeah, into but, that. And Jordan, like Jordan's greatness allowed. Yeah. But Jordan's greatness allowed the sport to grow to such a point where it could be. Yeah. But magic you could and Larry, be at that level. There's they, no they, Jordan they, without they, Magic and Larry. They, they elevated the league. Yeah, yeah. They both have to happen. But I, they didn't have. I'm not but, saying it. I'm not trying yeah. to discredit Jordan. No, no, no. I'm just. Jobs. I'm saying like. I'm not saying it's. I just. I don't think it's. I don't think it's as just. Uh, uh, I don't think he's just such a. I don't know. You know, a it's like, benefactor it's like, of circumstance. Like I think he he wrote his own story a lot more than we're giving him credit here. I I agree with that. I, I'm not trying to take any credit away, but I think it's a lot like Pippin, where I always feel like no matter what, I'm overrating or underrating Pippin. I can't yeah, yeah, ever yeah. feel it because I do not think you know with his own team, he he's the guy we think. Oh, Jordan hadn't been around, he would have been this guy. But I think he's the best secondary running may, maybe right. ever, right? But but those are two different skill sets. It's not sure. like, oh, yeah, no, you just plug him in and he's a winner and people underrated him. It's like, it's just hard to quantify that in some ways. You know what I mean? And with Jordan, it's the same thing. All you can do is is run your race and the things that are in front of you can try to conquer him. And he right. did that probably better than anyone. And you could argue like a Bill Russell, you know what I mean? With like a different yeah. era and stuff. What? But but some of it's circumstance. Gotta but be. there's what, differences what? to like, just in terms of narrative power to like, oh man, like, Who's going to be the third wheel? Like Jordan needs a little bit of help, the way all players do. Dennis yes. Rodman, Phil Jackson, this is awesome. LeBron, it's like Mike Brown and Antoine Jameson, and we're like, dude, yeah, is this really yeah. how his career is going to yeah. go? Like, this is terrible. Yeah. But, Another, that, that, good. Good. I was going to say, well, you got to keep it moving a little bit here. But one of the things um, you always heard about Michael, and you really heard about this from Kobe copying Michael of what an asshole he was. And I always thought the stories we know about punching Kerr and this or that, I was always like. That doesn't make him an asshole. Like he's a competitive guy or whatever. Watch well, it makes him an asshole. No, 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 no. no. no I Assault is I like. Who hasn't, first of all, first of all, 
everybody has either punched or been punched by their friend, in my opinion. I just like everybody, especially when you're talking about like competitive sports or this or that. Like, I don't know if you can say a fact and then follow it with my in my opinion. Look, on any competitive team, there are really competitive yeah, moments where there's sure, confrontation. Sure, and course, I just yeah. feel like, oh my God, he punched Steve Kerr. People act like it's the biggest deal. I'm like, dude, I'll bet you. 50% of NBA teams have had a punch thrown oh, yeah. at somebody. For sure. Kurt said shot. there were three of those a year. Kurt said it was a big story because yeah. it was Jordan. He's like, but we had three of those a year, and they weren't sure, all sure. Mike. And he's but here's where I was going to go with it is watching this, I totally see why he's an asshole. Like, there are some parts about it. He can't – he reminds me a lot of, of um, Bobby Axelrod in Billions. They, like, one of the lines they write about him is that he doesn't just want to win. He has to kill. Like, he has to, like, completely – like, and I feel like that was – we hear those yeah, stories right. about MJ, but you totally see it when hey, he's hey. sitting there. And what's the rookie's name that he's talking about drinking and going out all the time? What, can't, what was his name? Scott was it Burrell? Burrell. Burrell. Yeah, when he wasn't just, a rookie, but it was his first year on the Bulls. Berating yeah. him. Oh, oh. When he's just berating him, <laughs> there's like 12 opportunities for him to quit and it to be like, okay, you went a little far, but whatever. You, look, and you, you just guys, keep going. You guys know like, this, this story may come up in the – so sorry if I'm spoiling anything, but you know Burrell was just after Jordan for like a full year to play him one-on-one just constantly. Challenge. Do you guys know this story? No, just constantly challenging him. And then Jordan, like Jordan's whole thing was like, it wasn't just enough to like beat him, right? Like once he beat him, he was like, he's like, oh yeah, you want to play me because you can tell your grandkids, oh, I beat Michael Jordan if you happen to win. He's like, what what, what am I going to tell him? Oh, I beat Scott Burrell. Like he had to like demoralize, like it's not worth it to me to play you, right? It wasn't enough to just beat him and be like, no, I'm still the best. He had to like tell him this isn't worth anything to me. Like yeah, you're yeah. not, you're not worthy of like this battle. But what's the Z line? If, 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 Get me, you're famous. I get you, you're brain, uh, brainless. What's the line? I'm fucked this up. So <laughs> we're, I'm not we're not. cool enough. Anyway, yeah, you, you first time me, quoting famous. Jay-Z. I know Jordan. Yeah. That's all I know. No, but you you were saying like get on my you, level, Eric. You don't know hip hop, dude. Come on, man. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Whatever you did was just now was not hip hop. Don't you feel like though he's he's he, like that particular hey, look at thing? This. Also, we, got, we have a we have a fan, <laughs> a fiker, a fiker. Five, well, five a fiker. A thiker's a thiker definitely 12. found. Yeah, there was several thikers out there. He had to. <laughs> well, when you're not a very big fan of someone, it's imperative that you spend your time consuming their content. So good on you, a thiker. Well done. Come hang out again, buddy. Good to see you. <laughs> so, uh, same as Rodman, don't you kind of feel like with the Jordan punch thing that like you you can't take people in slices, right? They're, they're, everybody's like a full human being, and like you kind of take the good with the bad, right? You're gonna get that fire that's sometimes gonna burn you. Ultimately, you're like, oh, we got a lot of championships. Same thing with Rodman, right? Sometimes he's going to go to Vegas or maybe Chicago with Carmen Electra, <laughs> and then other times he's going to get you 20 rebounds. So I think yeah, like that, yeah. there is a balance, I think, to all this stuff. So um, the uh, last thing I'll say, Horace Grant had the line of the entire oh. the entire show: "Straight up bitches." <laughs> like it was that one's so going to live good. forever. <laughs> Jeremy Grant's uncle, everybody. Um, all right, let's bring let's start bringing some guests on. Um, first one in the queue here is Jordan. Jordan, what's going on? Long, long time listener, long time caller. Oh, Jordan. Yeah, I figured um, it's the fourth time on. I can go with the one name this time. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Jordan. Yeah, we have Jordan on to discuss basis. Jordan. Um, so, I my number one question, actually, Patrick, I want to ask you this: Where the hell's Kukoc? Thanks for being on, Jordan. I'm going to take this one. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just Jordan is here. We can throw just to him, but Kukoc is going to be a focus on this thing. You know, he is. They got six episodes left, right? Like. We're going to hear all about how Jordan hated that Kukoc couldn't dribble with his right hand. <laughs> it's going to be all over. <laughs> even, though Kukoc, even though Kukoc was great, right? It's going to yeah, be Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting that he's not alone. But here's what I wanted to ask you, Jordan, why I brought you on or start bringing guests on. 
So we combine girls. Can you? Um, can we? Sorry, girls are getting crazy over here. Dad's about to come out. <laughs> <laughs> um, the. Uh, God, I lost my train of thought here. The uh, Oh, no, 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 the Nuggets. So we watched the 2009 Nuggets, and I think it was such a stark contrast to watching our Nuggets you know, now and being like, wow, they really do need the enforcer, and there's some kind of leadership that the Nuggets, there's a vacuum there that this current Nuggets team has. And then watching this and just seeing the charisma and toughness and intensity to them, to me, like the whole montage of like MJ decided to get bigger and like, all right, now he's working out and this or that. And all that, I think contrasting both the 2009 team and this Jordan doc, and then looking at this Nuggets team, you go, man, they really do need some more seasoning and some leadership and some toughness. Like, it's just very clear, this Nuggets team. Do you feel this way at all, Jordan? I would say, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I wish what we had from the Nuggets was the Nuggets we saw a couple years ago that was just fun and lots of ball movement. And, um, that, I mean, that's kind of what pushed them in that run that almost made the playoffs a couple years ago. And then we haven't really seen it since, but seems like we're not going to get that back so we do kind of need some more of that toughness and somebody yeah. to come in and make their presence felt i guess is a good way to put it it, that's it is true it is. you may bring up that game 82 loss because i it was a storyline all of last season like the guys brought it up a lot they talked about it a lot as a driving force and it reminds me of the game seven pistons loss in a way where it was like they had a thing to be like fuck man this hurts and i this year just did feel a little bit like they didn't do you Shouldn't a game seven loss against Portland have been that same thing, though? Yeah. I mean, like, what else could you have asked for? A game seven loss in the Western Conference Finals? A game seven loss in the Finals? I feel like that should have had the same effect. It's so unfair, though, to judge this poor Nuggets team who was on pace to at least tie what they did last year. And we didn't get to see – I mean, everybody has the – I mean, every season you have that, that period of swoon. We just never saw them like super fiery, but we did. We did get like some really amazing stretches out of this team. I I just hate that we are in, in this really incomplete. I mean, we've talked about this a bunch, but the team receives an, an incomplete for the season. Mm-hmm. But we have to look at it as though it was a failure because they didn't win, but right. nobody won. <laughs> well, they don't have an identity anymore because they kind of yeah. had that identity of the past happy team, and then we've kind of seen bits of like a defensive team, but then that's faded. Yeah, but they, we we we, saw, we found the limit with that pass happiness. I mean, it, it got them to lose in the last game of the season and not make the playoffs. You know, so their offense was was humming along at a certain point, but they weren't a complete team. Like mm-hmm. I think, like where we left off, they 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 seemed as though they were much more positioned to make a deeper run because they had more things working in their favor. They weren't yeah. just reliant on being you know a finesse team all the time. I think that identity has a. Uh, like a real thing about how fans engage with it. Like the more you have an identity, the more success the season can feel like a success or whatever. Um, and yeah, I think the Nuggets do sort of lack that identity right now. I um, think there's an important distinction to make though about the Nuggets and their fight. Like the Nuggets do play hard. The Nuggets will climb into games that they have no business winning. You know, they had that yeah. great record on the second half of back-to-backs. So they absolutely need some of what we're describing. I think we would all agree. Um, but that's a, there's a different thing. I think there's a difference between having a Kenyan who you just kind of know has your back, like in a, in a sort of physical manner. And then just thinking like, I don't know, we're soft. We're going to roll over. I don't think they're the latter. I just think they have a bunch of sort of timid, mild personalities and having one dude that would just be like, you know, your antics aren't going to fly on our home court. Or if you mess with yoke, we're going to put you flat on your back. I think it would go a long way. Yeah. 
Um, Jordan, any other questions or anything you have about this? All right. Oh, good stuff. I'm going to pull you off. Going to get Phil on here. Phil, the returning. Well, he's back. Hey, I'm not afraid. Not afraid. Uh, He's, I like it. I like it when they oh, come back. They bounce back. No, that was embarrassing the other day, Patrick. You left me just hanging there like a yeah. leaf in the wind. Oh, oh I, I thought we were. I thought we had something special. You've been on every episode I've been here for. You're coming at me, coming at me hot. Right. You guys are I actually had to look up that stat. I was, you know, it was closer than you would have thought. It was only like a point and a half difference between those two. Yeah, it was close. It wasn't very, very much a close. Look, it was an unfair question, Phil. It was an unfair question. But it's time to jump around the internet here. Um, Let's take a look here. I found this hilarious. IT last night apparently got a ton of hate mail because people didn't realize he wasn't the old Isaiah Thomas. Sometimes the internet just gives you a gift, man. That's, that's an absolute gift. Imagine him last night with his phone just blown up and being like, what the hell, guys? I like Jordan as much as you do. Yeah. That this was is like uh, 10 times more than our friend Matt Moore has to deal with whenever Matt Moore, the quarterback, makes an appearance. Oh, yeah. When uh, Brandon Marshall, linebacker for the Denver Broncos, was in the league at the same time as Brandon Marshall, former wide receiver for the Denver Broncos and noted head case for the uh, Chicago Bears would like do something like, and he was like making political statements and stuff. And, and poor Brandon Marshall on the Broncos would just get hate. Mail over there. <laughs> Did you guys enjoy the moment where they, uh, they mentioned the uh, Denver Super Bowl uh, champion Denver? Oh, Denver. Yeah, yeah. That was a Are you kidding? Yeah. That, was, that was like nice a big memory. mark in uh, Denver yeah. Twitter. Yeah. yeah, we didn't miss that, Patrick. We made, it was like we made, yeah. You know what's funny is I would have legitimately b- been bummed if they were, if the clip was like "Told y'all Jaguars would get him." Like I'd been yeah. so pissed if it was like a memory of the Broncos getting got. Done. You're like LeBron number one. Yeah. Goat. <laughs> Jordan had money on you guys, man. He took money off his teammates for that. And then I just love him talking shit too. Like it's just I yeah. don't know. He just he just can't stop. It just, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, back he's down so. The it's crazy to me, Phil. He's so happy with winning a hundred dollars. It's like you are Michael Jordan. Show it. Which which part of yeah. it is just stoked that he won? That's it. It's because he's like, getting it over on his teammates. That's it's like a, a precursor to what Phil will be like when he once he wins one sticker pack. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. blasting him out. It'll be great. Um. So uh, let's take another. We have some other some other clips here. Another thing I was very surprised by, Patrick, and I guess I shouldn't be. But a lot of these young players clearly have like no history of Jokic. So, for example, here, oh god, I just of Jokic. Or I'm sorry, of Jordan. You just get Jokic confused with Jordan. It's too hard to do all of this shit at the same time. It is very yeah, very the body. Yeah. You know, it's just the same. <laughs> Damn it! This is not. Look at that. How long can it take Adam to? I'll call out my podcast buddy Kelly. He'll have it. Here we go. Here we go. I got it. I got it. Are we good? All right, let's see. All right, so this one had. I love Trey Young going. Wait, MJ had all these accomplishments in one season, as if he literally didn't know. I, this stuff just blows my mind. This is Dude, he's he's talking about. Was it the '89 season? The the defensive yeah, year MVP 88, scoring yeah. title. It blows my you, mind that you know what's funny. Trae they didn't, didn't know this. They didn't mention he was the scoring champ. I guess you already know that. But last night when they ran through those accomplishments, they were like, "He won everything," but they didn't mention the scoring champ, which he yeah. won every year also. So like they left one off. Actually, that is so funny though that people don't know. I thought everybody like, knew even him. Yeah, I thought yeah. so too. Like, I knew, People I knew don't know things. <laughs> like this stuff has lived longer than it even should have. You know what I mean? Like he's had more staying power. So you're oh, right. Totally. Kind of surprising that and people that hadn't him. seen him said, I loved watching him. It's like, you, you're yeah. not old enough to have seen him. And I, Donovan it's Mitchell like, asking, oh, MJ, did MJ have a trainer? Because 
like Tim Grover is sort of like a big pe- like it's a very yeah. well known trainer. Yeah. So it's again, Kobe's it's another trainer. one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's Kobe's trainer and Dwayne Wade, and it's weird. It's, it's just weird. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. The thing is, is like these guys know Michael Jordan as a concept. You know, like yeah. the, the idea they know him as a myth, yeah. and so to actually get the the details i mean that, that sometimes escapes even you know like i know all about football and you talk about dan marino i don't know all of his stats like you know i don't know yeah, what yeah. everything he, he accomplished even though he was you know i was watching him at the time phil did you know that michael jordan had a trainer and his name was tim grover i i did not it, 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 you know never touched a weight before he yeah. before that year he decided to get big I mean, before he lost the pistons two times in a row but no no one did back then that's the thing like i mean you, you, you really the culture was just different right like carl malone lifted weights because he liked it not because anybody right. if anything they told him to like chill out some like not lift as right. much you know they're just that just wasn't the thing back then and also what grover pointed out something that i never really thought about where he said you know, it's very difficult for these guys to put on any weight when they're doing that much cardio. Yeah. And that was just, I, I don't even really ever think about that. I'm like, oh, just get in the gym this summer. You're an athlete. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like they're still running like an incredible amount, especially in basketball. So, yeah. no, there was always the myth of uh, it's going to mess up your shot. You don't want to lift right. too much. You don't want to get too big. Yeah. Right. Yeah. LeBron, yeah. LeBron was uh, no weights um, until I think his first Olympics, and then he started lifting. I can't really? remember. But right. he, Holy yeah, crap, he was really? he was all plyometrics for the first like, eighteen if, years of his, his life. Imagine if he was just naturally perfect. Michael Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> both of them, really. Yeah. No, it's uh, uh, it's pretty yeah, crazy. It's crazy. All right, I love this one. Um, this was making the rounds the other day, but uh, look at the ref just dragging Pippen <laughs> off the court. Are you kidding? <laughs> you see this? Watch him. He goes down. Different game, then, guys. Different game. A very different game. Like I'm gonna give it to him. The game was tougher. Like, hey, dude, you're you're kind of uh, blocking the the court here. Let's you know who would have appreciated that? You know who would have appreciated that? The fact that that's that Joey Crawford kindness? makes it so much better. Carmelo Anthony would have appreciated that level of kindness, rather than just be left for dead in the middle of the lane. Like, if a ref would have at least like moved him out of the way, or blown a whistle. How different were the refs back then? That conversation with Rodman. He's like, I see all yeah. the shit you do. Like, just, yeah. just yeah. talk yeah. shit back to him. Like, like now, you know, honestly, I feel like these guys get teed up immediately now. But at the same time, or I'm sorry, I feel like they have long conversations and maybe they get teed up for hard fouls, but they can complain and complain. I feel like back then, refs would just talk crap back to guys. Like, they had, like, personality. Because like, it wasn't so, getting so clipped. Because yeah. it wasn't going to go yeah. on Twitter the next yeah, day. Yeah, Millions yeah. of people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Phil, do you long for the days when refs dragged players off of the court? And... <laughs> I, yeah, the, the, I thought the Joey Crawford thing was great the other night. I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I don't long for the days where they were fixing games, so that's good. Yeah. Oh, we have a new guest in the video oh, here. She, was, she had to make her first appearance eventually. Go find mommy. Adam, is that the one who took the screwdriver out of your car? Or is that <laughs> that the... was the one. That's the one yeah. that uh a, two weeks ago just completely <laughs> totaled my car. Uh, and now she's totaling this uh broadcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is what Jordan does. Jordan brings all of us together, even the little yeah. tears us apart also. <laughs> um so here's here's a new one. The NBA has informed each team to assign one senior executive to facility <laughs> hygiene officer. Bob Weiss. I'd like <laughs> He's to. No longer like with the team. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Go get Just, him. Just uh, not Dennis Rodman. Not. Dennis yeah. Rodman. Um, <laughs> who would it? Jesus, man. <laughs> not nice. everybody's getting Corona. Um, all right. 
uh, Phil, who would be oh. the Nuggets's uh, hygiene? Oh, what was the word again? Oh, facility hygiene know. officer. The FHO. I don't know. FHO. I guess, uh, Bowen always looks pretty sharp. He might be pretty clean. Um, <laughs> be hilarious. That's a tough. He was just relegated to mop and stuff. <laughs> yeah, is this like? Uh, could we have like a? You have a player coach. Could we have a player facility hygiene specialist? <laughs> like, uh, could it hey, be? Hey, man. Plumley? We're looking for ways to get MPJ more involved. I want, I want PJ an opening. more involved. I want somebody with I want the composure on this. Like he's got the the, the focus. We, he, we need this guy. Steve Hess would work. Steve Hess would work. <laughs> <laughs> um let me see. I think I have one more on here. Do I? I can't remember. Oh yeah, here it is. This is an NBA NFL draft one. Hopefully you guys joined us for the draft cover. That was a lot of fun. That was one of the funnest things Can't-Car. I think we've done here. Kankar would love to do that job. Chanchar? He'd be so grateful. Chanchar. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe hi. What are you doing? Do you have to teach you his name? Uh, Buckets in, Bucket since 88. You're going to be on here in just one second. Um, we're going to wrap up here with Phil. But I love this contrast here. Um, I know everybody saw these King photos. Free. Yeah, like just, okay, look at this amazing. Look at loafers. I, this, I don't know this guy. I've never heard of his name before, but Cliff, I hate him. Like this, this, this photo is. No, nah, you should a, love him. He's the man. Well, he looks like it's, the man. He's it's, the it's, it's man. Looks like you could just uh, put Harrison's head on. Yeah, that, that guy. That guy got a girl. In wish, his dreams. Man. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be in his Harrison's dreams. And then yeah, yeah, quickly yeah, yeah. Zach Taylor. Look at this setup. It's like he's in the bathroom. He's like I, what, in a public public place. What you're doing is you're seeing the difference between Phoenix, which is a annex yeah. of Los <laughs> Angeles, and. Uh, <laughs> the San Diego of the Midwest. He's got two little water bottles here. It's just what a crap. This looks like this looks like a scene from Saw or something. You know, I, I'm sure. Where is he? Why are there no windows? Is he in the basement? <laughs> That's what every building in Cincinnati looks like. He probably has a thermos of chili somewhere. It's like on his person. Compa- it's like yeah. comparing Eric's probably background to Harrison's like, background. Like week old. He's probably drinking like week old coffee. Like that that creamer that's just in like a powder form. Uh, yeah, Joe Burrow saw that and immediately demanded a trade. It was, it was not pretty. Yeah, that's why he was in such a bad mood. Right on, Phil. All right, Phil, we're going to let you go, buddy. Thanks for hopping right, back on. Peace. Before we get back to the show, and we've got a game of the steps that you do not want to miss. I'm not overselling it. I swear to God, you do not want to miss the performance that we have upcoming on the steps at the end of today's show. But don't fast forward. Do not fast forward. Because Strava Craft Coffee right now is running a deal that they've never run before. This is probably the coolest promotion that any of our podcast partners or just partners in general have done. Strava Craft Coffee is gifting five. That's right, five. F-I-V-E, $1,000 gift certificates to their online store. They're giving out five $1,000 gift certificates to their online store this week only. It's just this week. So... We have four days left, maybe five if you're catching this podcast on Monday night. Strava Craft Coffee is gifting five $1,000 gift certificates to their online store this week only. All you have to do to enter is order some Strava Craft Coffee. It's that easy. Of course, Strava Craft Coffee, it's freaking delicious too. You can still use our code DNVR20 to receive 20% off your entire purchase to enter and win the $1,000 gift certificate to use at StravaCraftCoffee.com. If you've used the 20% off code already, you can also use the code COMMUNITY, all capitals, all one word, COMMUNITY, to save 15% off of your purchase. 
but that's all you got to do. You just got to buy some Strava Craft coffee to enter into the drawing for one of the five $1,000 gift cards to Strava Craft coffee online store. This is an awesome promotion. Like I said, none of our partners have ever done anything like this. And for each 24 hour period from midnight to midnight, Denver time between April 27th and May 1st, one $1,000 gift certificate will be sent out to a random customer who ordered during that time period. You're welcome to order multiple times and multiple days to be entered. These certificates can be redeemed for merchandise, products, and shipping at StravaCraftCoffee.com only. These cannot be replaced or lost. They are valid through May of 2025. So you got a ton of time to use these. Go get your golden ticket and don't forget to use DNVR20 for 20% off. We have to bring on a new, a new guest who, um, oh Buck, okay. Bucket since 88. What's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, yeah, man, we can hear up, you. Um, All right. Well, so what do you want us to call you during this broadcast? It can be your name or it could be something else, but... Uh, you you can call me Peter. That's my name. Okay, Peter. Peter, where yeah, are you? Buckets uh, is pretty good. Though. Buckets is buckets. pretty good. Maybe we'll just stick with buckets. Actually, you know what? We Why do not? have two Peters, so we buckets might Peter. be. Yeah, you guys got a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so where are you calling in from? I'm in Portsmouth, Virginia. Right. Right. East Coast. What's uh, up? Home no, of the Portsmouth right, Invitational. Man. It is crazy. Home that, like, JJ 10% Reddit. of our people call from. Uh, no, I've never gone to that Invitational. I've always wanted to, but I always forget to go. Well, I'm telling you, Adam. Like, of. Out of every 10 people that come on this show, half of them, half of one person is from Denver. I mean, everyone else is from parts unknown. Nine percent. and a half out of 10. <laughs> so, well, well, I up in Boulder, so I am really from Colorado. I was just going to okay. ask. Shout out Boulder. Right. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> know. I'm Harrison. I graduated Fairview in 06, so maybe I missed you for like a year. Oh, yeah. Wow. Really? So my freshman year was... Ooh, look at this. I enjoy this story here. This is a little fair view. Bo Gamble was a freshman when I was a senior. So I was in Bo Gamble's grade. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's crazy. Fun stuff. <laughs> I'm taking back. <laughs> Anybody got right. a year, yearbook? We could... Are you ready, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Buckets, to uh, to try your hand at the steps? Do you, are you aware of uh... how the steps works? Oh, I'm very, very aware. Let's try it. Are you uh, how confident? Scale of one to ten, how confident are you feeling about uh, about this? Um, I feel like it's gonna be like most people. I feel like the first questions are pretty easy, and then it gets really hard. <laughs> yep. That's the right way to feel. That's, yep, that is, that is the way it works. <laughs> you get right, the layups, but you miss the half court heave. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, let's get it going. Let's see here. Oh, I'm so nervous. I know the music already just kicking in. It makes me really fast. Question number one. <laughs> man, this one's too hard for a first question. I gotta... <laughs> Jeez, man. <laughs> Thanks for being with us, bucket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just kick him out. Like, what's the point? <laughs> what player goes by the nickname Thrill? Bill Barton. Woo, he did it. Is that a too hard one? I had to change it up, man. I had to change it up. Yeah, Phil, it, Phil's shaking his fists it, right now. Don't forget, don't forget that you can use Patrick uh, if you I'm need sorry, help on any of these. I'm sorry, are there 15 steps? There are 15 yeah. steps. Yeah, that's tough. It's really yeah, tough. Yeah. Nobody it's makes a lot of steps, like Patrick. That. What's the furthest yeah. anybody's ever gotten? 14. Uh, yeah. 14, yeah. Well, you can... Really? 13, I think. Right. You can get an absolute A plus and still fail this class. We got this <laughs> fucking 14 out of 15 and still fail. Let's do it, Peter. 
Number question number two. Where did David Thompson attend college? Um, <laughs> use me, North use Carolina me. State. Hey, he, he doesn't even need that. He didn't even need me. Peter, you're my boy. My boy, Peter. Unbelievable. I put that, that one the in there. I put that one in there because Patrick is. Uh, if if he asks so. all David Thompson <laughs> questions, we got a shot, Peter. I can, I can help you with the rest of the year from here on out. Okay. That's all I know about him. Okay. <laughs> That's where all did, that matters, man. Where did Carmelo Anthony attend college? Syracuse. Very good, man. He's not even hesitating. This will be. I could tell this one will be a really good one. This will be. This yeah, until be until your later questions come in. <laughs> <laughs> what do I have in my pocket? <laughs> yeah, in, number, number four. In the off season, the Denver Nuggets often get a workout at this outdoor amphitheater in Morrison, Colorado. Red Rocks. Boom! You knew that one, didn't you, Patrick? Yeah, yes. I've been to Red Rocks. <laughs> the steps are loosely based on Red Rocks. Loosely. Number number five. This one's first. Very, one very loosely. Who was they the starting point guard for the Denver Nuggets on opening night of the 2015 NBA season? Oh man. Patrick, was it Moutier? I don't know. <laughs> uh, did did he uh, did he happen to attend uh, college at St. John's, Adam? Can I ask a follow up? Or Can I ask a follow up? Hold on. All right. So this was Jamal's fourth year in the league, and Moutier was drafted the year before that. So I'm pretty sure it was Moutier. The Dr. Breesman, I love it. He seems comfortable. I'm gonna go with Moutier. Hooray! Yay! Hey, what a sticker pack! And what a great choice pack. it was to start yeah. NBA. All right, buckets. Do you want to uh, you want to take your your sticker pack and get out of here, or you want to go for the T-shirt? So I'm gonna do a first in the show's history. Um, I've got plenty of T-shirts. I'm gonna take the sticker pack. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> love it! I, I, I love, love it. it. That. I respect I it. it. I can't believe it. I, love I didn't it. know that was an option. I just I respect it. Look, he walks away with a handheld high. This is absolutely star. incredible. Absolutely incredible. Hey, I'm shooting 100%. <laughs> I'm <laughs> no, unbeaten and untied. You're like Jordan leaving in 93, never coming back, baby. That's you right. Legendary move. Oh, how wow. does it feel? How do you feel now, oh uh, having done this, made this decision? Do you feel okay about it? Does, does, does you regret it at all? I guess it's the highlight of my quarantine, so. Oh, we're praising him. He, he, you know, he's the MVP. He beat us. He beat the system. <laughs> he beat the system. Figured it out. <laughs> you were just supposed to take the stickers the whole time. Stickers are underrated. You know what? Yeah, right it's yeah, it's, it's saying, a really cool sticker this. pack, to be honest. Like it's legit. Man. I don't actually know it's garbage. Like who would want this? It's <laughs> sticking paper. You put them in the right place. Stickers last longer than t-shirts. That's right. Wow. There, Phil, you know what? This is your show. Just go ahead and you know uh, what? Yeah. Take you, know um, you don't need me here. Yeah, you don't need us. Um, well, all right. I got to say, I don't approve of the decision, but it's I love it. I love everything to approve about it. Approve or disapprove. So. Oh, I mean, I'll keep going just for fun, but I want the stickers. No, I can't keep going just for fun. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. See, that's just the thing. Yeah. You're losing out on the fun. That's what it is. Just to be clear, questions. Uh, six through fifteen are not fun, so there's no fun to be had. <laughs> I'll try the, the six through ten another time. Yes, uh, Peter, right, you're my there. man. I love all it. Right, Bucket, stay on the line. We'll get. Uh, we'll Wait, uh, Peter, what, what's your last name? If you're a cool saying it. Uh, what's your 
Dude, yeah. you play basketball, right? Yeah. Okay. Since I, I remember now. I remember. Okay. Yeah, I, I, remember. I tore my, my ACL my senior year. I couldn't play. That's why you probably don't remember me. Oh, and now you can use uh, some stickers, maybe to hold that together. But you dominated the steps, man. It's give and take. Oh, you go. Really Win some, you lose some. Uh, all right, everybody else, thanks for tuning in. Tomorrow, we're going to have the director of basketball analytics for the Denver Nuggets. Tommy Balchettis is on the show. Wednesday, we're going to welcome in Matt Moore. Thursday, we are going to welcome in Seth Part now. And Friday, we'll find out. Who knows? We'll find out if I'm, I'm still I'm not coming back if Peter's coming back. I didn't know I was going to up right at the end. No one's even going to remember me. No, you two are a package deal. You two are a package deal. So helpful. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow night. Before we get out of here, Denver Rubber Company has been doing God's work during this quarantine, during this crazy time that we're living in. They have remained open to supply products to other essential businesses, such as medical, military defense, government, wind energy, and food and beverage industries. This is awesome what Denver Rubber Company is doing. They did not have to stay open, but they definitely are to help out these other essential businesses. And like I said, Denver Rubber Company can do that because they help with pretty much everything. They are known for cutting and supplying rubber snow plates, but they also provide custom cut rubber and foam gaskets hose assemblies, and metal parts. With their industry knowledge and their precise manufacturing capabilities, they're committed to supporting your needs, especially during these uncertain times. Even if you're just doing a project around the house, I'm pretty sure DRC can help you out with something. Call them today, 1-800-259-0010. You can also visit them at drcfirst.com backslash DNVR.
Hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.